Welcome to the Grow My Salon Business podcast, where we focus on the business side of hairdressing. I'm your host, Anthony Whitaker, and I'll be talking to thought leaders in the hairdressing industry, discussing insightful, provocative, and inspiring ideas that matter. So get ready to learn, get ready to be challenged, get ready to be inspired, and most importantly, get ready to grow your salon business. Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Grow My Salon Business Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Whitaker, and it's great to have you here with me today. I've had a few emails recently from listeners asking me to talk about inflation, the looming recession, and how it's impacting on the hairdressing industry and what I believe salons should be doing to counteract it. So, Let's dive in and explore what the implications are for the salon industry and for small businesses in general. First, we had the shutdown two years ago. Then we had the reopening. And now, depending on where you are in the world, I think we're probably pretty much mostly in the recovery phase. And while that was already going to be a difficult period for many businesses, The war in Ukraine and the knock-on effects that it's having has only made the recovery worse for many people as it's had an impact on the global economy with many countries experiencing the worst inflation for over 40 years. And there's plenty of talk uh, across all media about the looming recession. So to say that this is new territory for many business owners is an understatement. So there are three things that I want to talk about in this podcast. The first is what are the lessons that hopefully we've learned from COVID? The second is the importance of understanding where you and your business are from a financial perspective at any point in time. And the third is how do we, as small business owners, navigate the financial road ahead? So, Starting with the first one, what are the lessons? I think that the first lesson is the recognition that salons and most small businesses were or are financially unprepared for interruption. And it's easy to say that COVID is a once in a lifetime event, and maybe a global pandemic is, but it's not that long ago that we had. SARS, and before that we had bird flu, and you'd be a brave person to bet that we'll not be seeing more of this sort of thing in the future. But COVID and other viruses aside, there are businesses that suffer huge interruptions every day of the year. We just don't hear about it because it's not a national disaster. But whether it's through illness or floods or fires or storms or earthquakes or staff walkouts or social unrest, car accidents or elderly parents or young children that we're responsible for, business interruption is inevitable. So we always need to be prepared for it. Because when the financial tap is turned off, like it was at the beginning of lockdown, the cash flow stopped immediately. And for most businesses, everything just simply ground to a halt. To me, there are six core business lessons that came from the COVID experience. 
The first lesson was that COVID and the lockdowns that came with it exposed the vulnerability of the single income stream hairdressing service model. The second lesson was that many salons are actually not profitable businesses. They are instead lifestyle businesses where the owner pays themselves properly and they have a reasonable lifestyle, but the business doesn't rarely make a profit. And the third lesson was the importance of having a three-month fallback position or cash flow buffer. And we've all heard that a business or an individual should have three to six months of accessible savings that they can access at any time. But the reality is that most businesses couldn't survive more than a couple of weeks without support from somewhere. The fourth lesson was the realization that many hairdressers live paycheck to paycheck with no savings at all. The fifth lesson was that many salons compete on price alone without understanding the true cost of running a viable and profitable business. And the sixth lesson was the general lack of financial understanding and forward planning in businesses everywhere. And so we need to learn to be better prepared because it's really just a matter of time before there is a business disruption, whether it's caused by a global virus or war or domestic politics or personal or family illness or inflation or recession. The lesson is that businesses need to be prepared. So the second thing is the importance of business owners understanding where they are now from a financial perspective in their business. Many of them are in the recovery phase, as I said, as they build back to where they were pre-COVID. So they're focusing on marketing, the client experience, recruitment, and financial management. And that's good that they're focused on financial management because cash flow is the oxygen for the business. And when the cash flow drops, but the expenses remain or outgoings remain, that's when there is a problem. And that applies to both personal and business finances. Obviously, no one knows what the future holds. So predicting what will happen with the war in Ukraine and the knock-on impact will vary from country to country. But all over the world, we're experiencing rapidly rising prices and increases in the cost of doing business. And that will have an impact that some businesses simply won't be able to survive. So it's important to be looking for every opportunity to maximize the income for the business, and at the same time, to be minimizing the outgoings for that business. And although increasing the income is the part that we're automatically drawn to, it's important to remember that income isn't the part that makes us financially successful. What makes us financially successful is our ability to convert the income into profits. And how we do that is not just by increasing income, but by measuring and monitoring the activities that are causing the expenses. And once you are measuring and monitoring income and outgoings, you're starting to have an element of control and predictability that allows you to make financial decisions that are then based on facts and not 
feelings. A good analogy that I like to use is flying a plane. The pilot is always looking at an array of instruments in the cockpit, telling them about the wind speed, the altitude, the fuel levels, and the cabin pressure, and all those other bits of information that those various dials are giving them. And based on what those instruments are telling them, they're constantly adjusting the flight path so that they stay on course and they get you or me to our destination. And that's what a business is like. You have to be able to understand the numbers in the business so that you can be adapting and changing so that the business also stays on track and gets you to where you're meant to be going. Without it, it would be like the pilot flying with a blindfold on. It's only a matter of time then before the plane crashes. The pilot needs those instruments. And in our salon, we also need those instruments, those dials, that information that tells us how we are traveling as a business. So it's important that you also understands the numbers in your business so that you know where the business is at any one point in time. And you can't do that if you don't have the right financial systems in place. So let me ask you seven questions. The first question is, do you have the financial systems in place to get accurate information as you need it? Or are you one of those salon owners who will answer that by saying, well, I need to talk to the accountant to get that information? The second question is, do you know what your salon's weekly break-even point is? The third question is, what are the top, say, three to five key performance indicators for your salon that you look at every week? So that would be things like total sales or retail sales or average bill, client count, maybe rebooking percentage or cash in the bank or debt level that you have. The fourth question is similar, but it's different because the fourth question is, what are the top three to five key performance indicators for individual stylists? So that would be things like their total sales or their retail sales, their average bill, their client count, their rebooking percentage or their color percentage. The fifth question is, what was your salon's profit as a percentage of total sales last year? And the sixth question is, what is the profit target as a percentage of total sales for the salon this year? And the final question is, are you on track to reach this year's goal? As a business owner, knowing those sort of numbers or the answers to those questions is like the pilot looking at the instruments on the flight panel. And if the plane was flying through a storm and experiencing turbulence, then that information and being able to read it and react accordingly can be the difference between life and death. And in challenging business environments or challenging economies, it's the equivalent of flying the plane in a storm. And so having that information and understanding is essential. So how do you navigate the financial road ahead. The first thing to remember is that cash flow is everything. 
And when the cash flow is erratic, there's a tendency to go into debt, whether it means bank loans or credit cards. But remember, if you borrow money to survive, you have to repay it. And there may be times where it is the right thing to do, but very often it simply isn't. And the right thing to do instead is to look at ways to control or reduce your outgoings or your overhead. And so that means that it's more important than ever to have a rolling 13-week cash flow budget and to have efficient inventory management systems so that you're not running out of product, but at the same time, you're not over-ordering. And remember what I said earlier, that to control your outgoings, you must be constantly measuring and monitoring the activities that are causing the outgoings, the expenses, whether it's the cost of goods, meaning the professional product that you use in salon, or the rising electric bills or the employee cost, or any other outgoing. When COVID first hit, one of the things that was very apparent with salons is that generally they had no recash reserves, no fallback position. So look for ways to reduce your outgoings. First thing is to stop buying anything that you don't need. And I mean need. So before you spend anything, ask yourself, is it really a need or is it a want? Look for every opportunity to reduce your outgoings or cancel them completely for things like low benefit business expenses. For example, app subscriptions, entertainment, magazines, flowers, that sort of thing. And assess your staffing levels and consider letting people go who perhaps you don't need. And where possible, look for opportunities to renegotiate terms, perhaps for things like leasing of equipment or even rent reviews that might be coming up. There might also be opportunities to lock in your mortgage to a fixed interest rate, and maybe higher than what you're currently paying if you're on a variable mortgage. But generally speaking, interest rates are being put up as a way to try and reduce inflation. No one knows how high those interest rates will go. So locking it in now might save you money in the long term, even though short term, it might be a little bit more. It's a risk that you take. On a personal level, another thing to remember that as a business owner, you need to always make sure that you pay your bills on time, your personal bills, so that you keep your credit rating where it should be. Because without your personal viability, the business is doomed. And if you have credit card debt, clear it up as soon as you can and then cut the cards up because the interest rate is killing you from moving forward. So generally speaking, whether we're talking business or personal finances, the message is about reducing outgoings and to get lean and mean and to build up a cash buffer, avoid debt and only grow at the speed that your cash flow allows you to. At the same time as controlling outgoings, you need to be maximizing your income. So look for every opportunity to increase income by maximizing the productivity of everyone on your team, maximize your retail sales, maximize your opening hours, maximize pre-bookings. In short, 
do anything that you can do to ensure that your business is running as efficiently and as profitably as possible. Other ways to increase your cash flow include proactively monitoring your cash flow budget and do it daily. Don't just draw up a budget once and then put it in a drawer and never look at it again. It's something that you need to be all over. You know, ideally, once a day, just check it and update any changes to it, but definitely at least once a week. You may consider having a price rise. If you haven't already done it this year, you need to, as your cost of doing business is rising, and very few businesses can afford to absorb the sort of increases that we're seeing in the cost of doing business. And don't forget to concentrate on promoting high-margin products and services, because not all products and services have the same profit margin. So focus on the ones that have the highest margin. And as always, train your team to be at their very best in every area. And don't be afraid to invest in promoting new products and services that will bring in a good return on that investment. And remember that if there is a significant recession, and there almost definitely will be, because statistically we are overdue for it, that not everyone is negatively effective. Some of your clients are cashed up and they'll just float on through the recession. And unfortunately, others won't. So do not stop spending time and money on marketing, as there are always at least 10% of clients who are transitioning and looking for a new salon. So be that new salon for them and recognize that some products and services will do better in a recession than others. And it's worth saying that some businesses prosper in a recession. So if you're cashed up, be prepared for opportunities. Unfortunately, it's often at someone else's misfortune who perhaps haven't taken the right steps and they need to get out of their businesses quickly. So there's often bargains to be found. So these times can create good opportunities to expand, but only do that if you're cashed up and be very cautious about not overcommitting yourself. When the economy is in challenging times, that is when you need to have a good accountant on your side. Having good financial advice from a qualified accountant who fully understands your financial situations and the, the tax laws, et cetera, where you live is essential. None of what I say in this podcast should be taken as investment or financial advice, but it's informational only. And do not follow investment or financial advice on social media or even from well-meaning friends and family without getting guidance from a qualified financial advisor that knows your specific circumstances before you go and make any significant money moves. Finally, a word about tax, because regardless of where you are in the world, the tax man isn't your friend. And when I had my salons, I had a separate account for tax that was named the government's money to make it very clear that I was only collecting it on their behalf. And I religiously put the same percentage of every day's takings in that account so that when the tax was due, I could just write out a check without any stress. So don't let your dreams be destroyed because you couldn't pay the tax on time. 
And so that's a wrap. Until next week, when I'll bring another great guest to you on the Grow My Salon Business podcast. Any questions that you have that you'd like addressed on the podcast, then email or DM to me at Grow My Salon Business. And where possible, I'll address them in a future episode. Until then, keep safe. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you'd like to connect with us, you'll find us at growmysalonbusiness.com or on Facebook and Instagram at growmysalonbusiness. And if you enjoyed tuning into our podcast, make sure that you subscribe, like, and share it with your friends. Until next time, this is Anthony Whitaker wishing you continued success.